0: So a question for all of you, how many of you, when, uh, when reading the word or when reading, let's say, the, the word for today, things that, that we have that we hand out every couple of months, how many of you, when reading that at some time or another, have felt like the words on that page, the words of the scripture were speaking directly into your life and into the circumstance or situation that you were facing? I would say that that a majority of us here have, have, have experienced that. And isn't it just incredible when that happens? It's like the Word of God knows what you're going through. And it just speaks directly into your circumstance, directly into your situation, knows what's going on in your life, gives you the word of encouragement or, or, or the word to encourage your faith in that moment. And it's like it's just directly for you. Like, like, like that, that word in that moment was written for you in the moment that you're living in to, to read that, to be encouraged and to be uplifted. And, and, and we can all probably say that it's happened multiple times, not just once. And, and you know, we've we got to kind of think sometimes, like, why is that? How is that? How is this book, the, these words, these scriptures that have existed for 2,000 years right now, how is it that these words speak directly to me and know what I'm going through and understand what's going on in my life? Because the Word of God is alive. It, the, the words written there haven't changed over the 2,000 years. But the Word is alive and it speaks into our heart. It speaks into our very being. It, it, it's, it's, the Word is alive. And this is what we need to understand when it comes to Scripture. That, that the words that we read are words of absolute truth. That God in His infinite wisdom... Has put together for us that we may come to know Him, that we may understand Him, that He can speak to us through His Word, that, that He can encourage us in our faith, that He can reveal to us the truth, that He can give the answers to us that we need in whatever circumstance we're facing. Because the Word of God is truth. The Word of God that we have is absolute truth. And God has given it to us so that we may know Him, so that we may understand Him, and that we can draw nearer to Him. And not just understand Him, but understand our purposes in life, understand why He created us, understand how much He loves us, how much He desires for us to be near Him and to draw closer to Him, how much He desires for us, His people, to know and understand the truth. Because God knew, again, in His infinite wisdom, that when He first created everything, when He created the world, when He created everything in it, when He created People, he knew that there would be opposition to the truth. He knew that there would be different thoughts that arise and, and people with, with evil intentions and, and uh, who, 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 would, who would do their best to confuse the truth. So that humanity wouldn't know what truth is. And, and when we don't know what truth is, we become lost and we don't understand what's going on. and We don't understand our purpose and we don't understand life. So God in his infinite wisdom has given us the word of truth, has given us the ability to know him and understand him, has placed within us the Holy Spirit According to scripture, says that he will remind us of all truth, remind us of everything that we've heard, of everything that, we, that we've been taught, so that we can know the truth. And because the truth will set us free. So a few weeks ago, last time I spoke, was probably like a month ago now, I started sharing with you guys about not just knowing the truth, but also understanding the truth. And how important it is for us as Christians, uh, first of all, that that we know what truth is, uh, and that we know what it is that we believe, and also why it is that we believe it. So that we know what it is we believe and why we believe it. And because there's so many aspects of Scripture and, 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 and of God that are so important that we actually understand it. Because it's one thing to, to know the Word and to have read the Word and like, yeah, that sounds cool. But it's a whole other thing to understand the implications of what that means. To understand the implications of what it means to have the Holy Spirit living and dwelling in us. Like, I'm not going to go into that too much today, but the Scripture says that God has made a holy place within us where His Spirit dwells. And that sounds really cool, but when we understand the implications of that, that, that is, that's an incredible thing that I think sometimes, and I'm just as guilty of this, we, we just like, oh yeah, cool. It's, it's just there. It just is. But that's an incredible thing that God has done where his spirit comes and dwells in us. And we know this because the word of God tells us plainly and simply and teaches us that he's made a home for himself in us. Okay. So it's important that we know what truth is. We know what we believe and we know why we believe it. And sometimes to know why we believe it, we need to know and to understand the evidence that we have. Because the reality of of Scripture and of God and this world that we're in, there is evidence in this world of God. There is evidence in this world of Scripture, of it being true. It's not just words somebody chucked in. There is evidence to The truth of God. Okay, And a couple couple of weeks ago we touched on the reality that in this day and age, in our culture, again we have so much information available to us on the internet, you can go and find hundreds of hours worth of information or teaching on whatever topic you're interested in. right? On whatever you want to learn about, you can go and find everything there is to know about it online. From all kinds of people who claim to know the truth about that particular subject. I think it was choc-chip cookies that we spoke about last time, Hugh, and you gave me an amen. Um, you, know, you, you, you can go and you can, you, you can study whatever topic you want for countless hours from all kinds of, of some genuine professionals, others self-proclaimed professionals, but you can go and listen to hours. You can become the most in, like, intelligent person on whatever subject you want. You can just go and study it, listen to all these amazing people who know the truth. Right? And this is just as much true when it comes to the truth of faith and the existence of God. And there are so many differing belief systems across all the nations on the earth. So many different faiths, so many different cultures that believe the world was created this way, or we were made this way, or, or this is the God and this is how we... There are so many different, uh, differing belief systems across all the nations of the earth that are completely contradictory. Yet today's culture will try to tell us that everyone can be and or believe whatever they want. And that can be true for them. Uh, you know, you might have heard someone say one time, well, well, when you're telling them about God or whatever, well, that's true for you, but for me, that's not true. That's just, the statement doesn't make any logical sense because either something is true or it's not. can't be true for one person and not true for somebody else, right? The truth is the truth, and, and we can't get away from that, yet, yet culture tells us that, that everyone can believe whatever they want to believe and it can be true for them because, because it's like they're, they're, they're too scared of... Uh, of offending people by telling them that the, what they know or what they believe is not actually right. Like you imagine, if that was the case in, in schools, if, if you, your, your children are in school and, and, and your kid, uh, I'll use my kids for example actually because it might be better. Uh, say say well in the Zoe homeschools, but say uh, say that, that that Ezra believes that um, that two plus two is six. Right, but Evie and Abby believe the two plus two is four. And Zoe would just say, well, that's okay, Ezra, because that can be, that can be true for you. But, but, but for Evie and Abby, two plus two is four. So for them, they're going to believe that. But you're okay to believe the two plus two is six. Because if that's what you feel, if that's what you want to believe, then that's okay for you, buddy. Like, he wouldn't really get far in life, would he? Like th- That's just one simple thing. And that's, but think about that in terms of the truth of God. And, 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 and in terms of the purpose of life and, and why we're here and according to the holy scriptures of God, we can't say that, 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 that the word of God is true for some people and not true for others because it's the truth. And, and yet the culture is just so confused and so everyone can be whatever they want to be because they feel that way in the moment. Like No, the truth is the truth, and, and we need to. The reason why I believe we need to know the truth and, and, and understand the truth and why we believe it is so that we have the answers for people when they present questions to us. Because it's one thing, again, to know the truth and to have read it and to believe it for ourselves, but be able to understand it in a way that we can present the truth to somebody else that they can then understand it is an important part of our walk with God. So, in, in today's culture, truth is often viewed as something that is subjective rather than objective. But we know that the Bible tells us otherwise. In Ephesians chapter 1, uh, verse 13 and 14, says, In him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth. The gospel of your salvation in whom also having believed you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise who is a guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of glory. But notice the, 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 the beginning of that. In him you also trusted after hearing the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. After hearing the, the truth of Jesus and of God you trusted in. Not not before you knew the truth, but after you heard the truth, it triggered something in you that caused you to accept the truth that you just heard, to accept the truth of the gospel of salvation. Right? It was the truth and and, and you hearing the truth that began a transformation in your life because it resonated within you. And and all of us here probably come from uh, different Backgrounds and different ways of life growing up and we've had different journeys of how we became a Christian and we've all been Christians different amounts of times and, and we have our own walks with God but there was a moment for each of us where we heard the truth and it changed us. It did something in us that changed us from who we were into who we now are because we believed in the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. See, our faith is placed in the in, in absolute truth. And I mentioned before like there is evidence we we don't believe in something that is impossible to prove. Okay? There is actually count, countless evidence from throughout history that the Bible is true. And that all things in scripture are true. And there's sometimes a misconception among Christians and among believers that we don't really have any evidence or proof of the things that we believe about God uh, and about Christ and about salvation. And it, come, it can come from, from scriptures uh, that I'm about to show you that are kind of taken out of context sometimes. So some people will use scriptures like Hebrews 11 verse 1 where it says faith is now the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And then there's another scripture in 2 Corinthians 5 uh, verse 7 for it says we walk by faith and not by sight see, these scriptures read on their own without any context you can see why people would would kind of get into this mindset well maybe there's no proof of what we believe but we're just told to to just believe it blindly and to have blind faith and this is the truth so so we must just just believe it but we can't ever prove it so These scriptures allude, if read on their own, that we we cannot see any evidence of what we believe and we just need to have faith. But what they are saying is that we are unable to visibly see God in heaven right now. However, that does not mean that we are unable to see the evidence of God's existence in his creation and in documented history. I'm just going to take this off. It's really hot down there for now. So it's it's not saying that that we just have to blindly believe because there's no evidence of, of, of what we believe in. It's just saying we, we cannot physically, visibly see God right now, but we can, we can see Him in His creation. We, we can see Him at work in our lives. We, we, we've seen Him change our lives and our circumstances, and we can see Him in everything, and there is documented history, right? Because faith sometimes involves believing the evidence in front of our eyes. It's not just blind faith and believing in something we cannot see. Faith sometimes involves believing the evidence that is right in front of our eyes of the goodness of God of the glory of God, of the majesty of God, of of, of the fact of what we sung about this morning, that, that, that God is always with us and that He never leaves us and, and that He is our helper and He is our God. We have the evidence of these things before our eyes. We don't just live with this blind faith and, and hoping that maybe what we believe is true so that we can get to heaven one day but we have evidence of the goodness of God in our lives. We have evidence of what God has done for us. Each of us has story and a t- testimony of how we first became a Christian, but not only that, we have stories and and evidence of the good things that God has done to us over the time period that we've been Christians. We have evidence of the goodness of God. We have evidence of His Spirit at work within our lives because of how He's changed us and how He's molded us to become more and more like Him. There's evidence in our lives as believers of the goodness of God. And there is evidence of the truth of Scripture all over the earth. John, John, chapter nineteen, verse, verse thirty-five, says, "And he, and he who has seen has testified, and his testimony is true, and he knows that he is telling the truth, so that you may believe." And then again, in John twenty, verse eight, says, "Then the other disciple who came to the tomb first went in also, and he saw and he believed." Two, two evidences of the uh, uh, of the uh, apostle John speaking about him believing. Because he'd seen it, right? We don't just have to believe in something we we cannot see. He believed because of the evidence that he had seen. You know, he, he, he testified of the truth because he had seen it firsthand. He, he went to the tomb that Jesus was laid in and saw it empty and he saw and he believed. He believed the evidence that was right before his eyes that Jesus had risen from the dead and was no longer in the tomb. He was no longer in the grave. And there was physical evidence before his eyes of everything that Jesus had said that would happen to them. And here he is seeing it and him seeing it caused him to believe it. And he goes on and we know the rest of his story, he preaches the word of God and the truth and he takes the gospel so many places because he'd seen and experienced the evidence and the truth of God. So we can see from these two scriptures that John's faith was directly influenced by the evidence that he had witnessed with his own eyes. It was not just blind faith, but it was based on the evidence that he knew to be true. And this is so true for many people in the world today who need to see proof or solid evidence before they believe in something. And honestly, in a lot of ways, this is the smart way to live life. Right? You don't just believe everything you hear because someone said it. We, we, we should, Before we believe anything and take anything as truth, we should be like, okay, there is evidence, I can see that, that, that makes sense. We don't just want to make decisions based on what some random person says, but it's based on evidence and based on truth. So not simply believing everything that anyone says to you. And as Christians, we need to think about this as well. And we touched a couple of weeks ago on the amount of so called prophets and such online that claim to be speaking truth, excuse me, and they say all this stuff that sounds good and that we may want to believe, but there 's just no evidence in that, and you 'll find some TV evangelists and, and and preachers like that who who uh, who'll say things along the line of, "If you want that miracle in your life, if, if you want that breakthrough to happen, if you want all your problems to just fade away, it begins today by you giving this amount. like no, that's not. That's not how it works. That's not how God works. He doesn't want you to give financially so that you can receive freedom in a miracle. He's given you freedom and he does miracles in our life. And he calls us to tithe and to be faithful with our finances and good stewards. But, but people like that, that's the truth that, that they're promoting. And then people you know, who are in desperate need of a miracle... Because stuff's going on in their lives. They, they, they give them money because they're oh, here's my breakthrough coming. And they give them money and, and, and nothing happens. And then next week they're watching again. And oh no, you give this amount and, and nothing happens. right? There, there, there's no evidence that what is being spoken is true. But people continue to believe it because they're, they're hoping for something. But we have evidence of the goodness and the glory and the majesty of God in creation around us. We can see God in everything because the scripture tells us that he is in everything and that everything was created for him and everything was created through him. So we have all this stuff online, all this stuff on TV and even though it might sound good, there's no biblical evidence for that to be true. We, we need to not believe it. So let me show you an example from the Old Testament of someone who did not believe until they saw some evidence for themselves. So in 2 Chronicles Ah, uh, chapter nine, I'm gonna read from verse one through to eight. It says Now when the Queen of Sheba heard the fame of Solomon, she came to Jerusalem to test Solomon with hard questions. Having a very great retinue, camels that bore spices, gold in abundance, precious stones, when she came to Solomon, she spoke with him about all that was in her heart. So Solomon answered all of her questions. There was nothing so difficult for Solomon that he could not explain it to her. And when the queen of Sheba had seen the wisdom of Solomon, the house that he had built, the food on his table, the seating of his service... Of his servants, the service of his waiters in their apparel, his cupbearers in their apparel, and his entry way by which he went up into the house of the Lord, there was no more spirit in her. The, what this is saying is that it took her breath away. she, she was speechless, she was breathless. she didn 't die you know, it's, her breath was taken away. then she said to the king. It was a true report, a true report which I heard in my own land about your words and your wisdom. However, I did not believe their words until I came and saw with my own eyes. And indeed, the half of the greatness of your wisdom was not told to me. You exceed the fame of which I heard. Happy are your men. Happy are these your servants who stand continually before you and hear your wisdom. Blessed be the Lord your God who delighted in you, setting you on his throne to be king for the Lord your God, because your God has loved Israel to establish them forever. Therefore, he made you king over them to do justice and righteousness. So so we see the story of the Queen of Sheba coming from, from her country, from her nation, because she'd heard all these stories about King Solomon and about the God of Israel. She'd heard about his majesty. She'd heard how this God blessed his people and what he'd done, but she didn't believe it. She wanted to come and see for herself. And we see in the beginning, it says that she came with all of these hard questions for Solomon. She wasn't just coming to to see and to look. She wanted to hear the evidence of the truth from King Solomon himself. And it says that we know that King Solomon was, was the wisest, you know, And he was able to answer all of her questions. And so along with, with the questions that King Solomon answered, providing her evidence for the truth, she saw with her own eyes the goodness and the glory of God and makes this proclamation at the end, blessed be the Lord God of Israel who has done all these things. But she had to come all the way from her nation to meet with King Solomon to see the evidence for herself before she would believe it. And see, this is why it's so important. It's important for us to know that the God we believe in and the God we serve, we do not do simply out of blind faith, but we do so because of the evidence that we've seen in our lives and the lives of others. And why is it so important that we know that evidence exists that proves our God is a one true God? And why is it important that, that we know the evidence that proves that the Bible tells us the truth of the story of creation and the story of humanity and the story of, of, of the creator God? Because there are all other belief systems in our world and even within our culture that stand in direct contradiction to what we believe. And it's important that we know what the truth is so that when we're, when we're asked or, 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 or when we're faced with a difficult question um, or someone says, or, or why is what you believe right? We can stand on the truth that we know because we understand the evidence. Right? And this is why this is so, it's something that, that God has been really on me about for the last couple of years is understanding the evidence of the truth of the Word of God. And it's why I believe that for us as Christians, it's so important. Because of the way culture is set up and everyone can believe what they believe. People have these questions, or why is what you believe right? Or, or, or why should I believe what you're saying? Why can't I just believe whatever I want like I've been told my whole life? Because there is truth. And the truth is what sets us free. And we need to know what we believe. Because there are also other um, you know, similar faiths to ours, or on the surface similar faiths to ours, who believe very different things. And it's important that, that we're able to know the difference between what is right and what is wrong. Let me, let me give you uh, an example from from the world's three major monotheistic faiths. Monotheistic meaning faith in one God. So the three major faiths um, on the earth that believe in just one God. So we have uh, Islam, uh, Judaism, and Christianity, obviously. So the first one. <clears throat> so this is, this is concerning uh, their belief on the existence of um, On sorry, on the death of Jesus Christ, not on the existence of Jesus Christ. So, Islam believe that Jesus never died, that he was simply taken to heaven one day. They believe in Jesus. They believe he was a prophet. All that stuff, but they don't believe that he died. They believe that one day he was just taken from the earth and now he's in heaven. But they don't believe him to be the son of God either. Okay, Uh, the Jewish believe that Jesus was crucified, right? That he died on a cross. But the, that was the end of him, and after that moment, he was just gone. Like He's, he's done, he's finished, it's all over, see you later. And we believe, as, as you all know, that Jesus was crucified on the cross as payment for our sins and to bring redemption to humanity. And then three days later rose from the grave and conquered death. And 40 days after that, he ascended into heaven where he now sits at the right hand of God. Right? You see, this is three different faiths believe in the same being, in, in, in the same person. And we see how much they, they, they differ. So logic would tell you that these three faiths cannot all be true. Because they don't believe the same thing about Jesus Christ. And yet these are the three major belief systems on the earth concerning one God. And they're so contradictory to one another. And this is just one of the core elements of our Christian faith. This is just one of the things that separates us from from other belief systems. So it's vital that we know and understand this truth and the proof that we have that this is true. Right? How do we know that that, that what we believe about this is true? What sort of evidence do we have? What evidence is there in the world that the Christian faith is the true faith? And so... uh, I won't do it today because we don't have time to to cover it all, but but next week um, what I want to do is start to talk about some of the evidence that we have surrounding some of the core doctrines or the core tenets of our faith, Um, such as the virgin birth of Jesus uh, and the death and resurrection of Jesus, and and then even the the validity of, of Scripture itself. Um, because that's important. Because there are some scholars uh, who who will tell you that that there isn't enough evidence that the Bible scriptures we have are true. Well, that's rubbish, and next week I'll I'll show you why and, and how we can prove that, that there's actually more hard evidence of Scripture of, of 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 the Word of God than there is for any other culture, any other nation. You know, we, we have things, uh, you know, all the documents and stuff we found concerning, say, Roman culture or, or Greek culture, and all of that's accepted as as true, right? We, yep, that's true. That must have happened. There, there is, I can't remember the number off the top of my head right now, but there is so much, so many more copies of the biblical text, and so many more documents that that actually say the same thing regarding the biblical text than there is for any of that, Yeah, that's considered true, but biblical truth is considered, oh no, we can't, there's not enough evidence, well, there's more than enough evidence, and we'll talk about that next week, and again, my goal through all of this is that we come to a deeper revelation of the truth of the word of God, okay, And also of all the evidence that there is and that our faith is not just blind faith, but our faith is grounded in the truth that we know and that is proven. Because I, I just, I can't help but think, and, and and I'm so guilty of this as well, that so often I fail to recognize this incredible life that I have because of God. And and I just I take so much for granted. I take it for granted that I have the Spirit of God living with me. I take it for granted that... Uh, my future is secure and that when I leave this world, whenever that is, that I get to be in heaven for eternity. I, 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 I so often neglect the fact that God is, is good and I forget His goodness and I just go about living life. But, but God has given us so much that, that He wants us to understand. He doesn't want us to just float through and, and, and just believe because we were told we should believe, but He wants to present himself and the truth of who He is, not just us, but to the entire world. Because we know that there are so many who are broken and who are lost. There are so many people out there who are so confused by what culture is telling them, and by what they're feeling, and by what's going on in their lives. And there are so many kids in this world who who, 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 who aren't blessed the way that we are, and they haven't grown up in a safe country. And there's just so much going on in our world, and I'm so guilty of just taking it, for granted what I have but God has called us and he's given us an opportunity to know him so deeply and to know his truth so deeply and he's, he's given us evidence of his glory and of, of who he is and again I'm guilty but I just I take it for granted because life's easy sometimes here it has its moments of course but compared to a majority of the world, we got it pretty easy. And and, and I, I just I can't help shake the feeling that, that that there is just so much for us in this church that we haven't even begun to conceive as a thought yet. Because God wants us to know the word. To know the truth, to understand the evidence, so that we can change the world, right? And we're not going to affect every person on the planet, like, but we can change the lives of the people he's called us to change. I, I, all the stuff in, in, in Uganda, like, I, I've I've been. Blessed to be able to to, to go there so many times. And I still remember the first time when when me, Izzy, Zach, and and, and Bowen went, went, went with Keith. And we went up to Guiri and there's like nothing there. Like There was this tiny little building that wouldn't even be as big as this stage across the road from Pastor John's house where there was this little school thing. You wouldn't even really call it a school. This tiny room and there was this woman who wasn't a paid teacher. She was just there teaching the kids... Because they needed something, right? And now, what are we, 12 years later, 13 years later or something like that, we have this incredible school facility that has, I think it's up to about 400 students again. We have 16 or 17 teachers. We have the Bible college. We have all, we have all of this stuff. And, and it's not just about this stuff that we built. Like, it's cool, but I'm thinking about the lives that we've impacted because God called us to. And I just think that there's so much more for us. For each and every one of us. And maybe it's in Uganda, maybe it's stuff here. It can be anywhere. Like God is not limited in what He can equip you to do. But my my thing right now is that before that happens, we need to know and understand. The truth of the word of God. And not just live it blindly, but live it knowing that we have the evidence of the glory of God. And and that we carry in us this truth and and understand what it is we're carrying. The truth of the word of God. And and not just that. we, We carry within us the truth of the reality of creation. Like it's it's so much bigger than what we think it to be. So often, the creator of everything, and this blows my mind when I actually stop and think about it. The one who formed the world with his hands, the one who placed the billions of stars in the sky. And scripture says he knows them by name. The one who formed all of this decided in his heart to create humanity and to create you and to create me so that he could love us. And not only that, but that he dwells in us. Like, I don't know how many times I've said that out loud and just kind of glossed over it. Yeah, that's great. But the creator of all, the creator of us lives in us. And we, his church, are the evidence on this earth of his goodness, of his glory, and his truth. Let's pray. Father God, Lord, Lord we we are just we are just in awe of you. And Lord, we, we thank you. We truly thank you for this life that we have. This life that we have in you. Thank you, Lord, that you created us. Thank you that you love us. Thank you that you call us. Thank you that you dwell in us. And Father, help each of us, wherever we're at, to know you and understand you more. Lord, take us, your church, to places that, we've never, that, that we haven't even begun to imagine yet in what you're calling us to do in this world, Lord God. And I thank you for every person here, Lord. I pray that you would continue to be with them, continue to speak to them, continue to open your word to them, Lord. Let it, let it come alive in them as they, as they read it, Lord God. And, and, and Holy Spirit, give us a deeper understanding of your truth, we pray. We want to know you so that the world can know you. And we just thank you, Lord, for all that you are, for all that you do. In Jesus' name. Amen.